Welcome to another edition of the Montana Values Podcast. I'm your producer, Mickey Lapp. In this episode, we'll be discussing the Montana race for state auditor. Do you know what the state auditor does? Neither do we. But whatever the state auditor does, there is one candidate that does not qualify. And we're going to tell you why. Let's get right into it with our host, Tammy Fisher. There are three folks who filed as Republicans for the state auditor position. Troy Downing, Nellie Nickel, and Scott Tuxbury. We aren't endorsing any of them. And we don't care who wins the primary, so long as it's not the certain candidate, which we'll reveal shortly. Let us explain. Every Montanan is a conservationist. Most of our economy relies upon conserving our natural resources and wildlife. From farming to ranching, logging, and tourism, Montanans have a unique connection to the outdoors. Our heritage is founded upon conservation and harvesting, including fishing and hunting. So when someone attacks our heritage, it's an attack on Montana. And every single one of us who works hard to instill in our families and children the Montana values of ethical hunting and fishing, resource conservation, and wildlife preservation. Tammy, hunting and fishing ethics practically live in every red blood cell of a Montanan. It makes up a large part of our DNA. Hunter safety courses in Montana start for kids as young as 11 years old. We take our hunting and fishing laws so seriously, in fact, that we offer a 1-800-TIP line for reporting poachers and other violators. I'm not a hunter, but I am a shooter. Dad taught me how to shoot with a 410 gauge shotgun when I was 10 years old. When I was four years old, Dad put a fishing pole in my hands, and as a young child, Dad would take me fishing at Blanchard Lake and Whitefish. I remember that small aluminum boat and those days of fishing with Dad, just the two of us. As a teen, Dad and I would get up in the dark pre-dawn hours and drive from Whitefish to the Middle Fork. In those days, you could snag during the salmon run, and people would line up on one side of the Middle Fork, the other side being Glacier National Park, and of course, you weren't allowed to fish there. So literally, hordes of people would line the legal side of the Middle Fork, build campfires on the shore, and begin to toss their lines into the river. Oftentimes, there were so many folks on the shoreline, you were inches away from lines being tossed past your head, and yet no one ever got hurt. The salmon were so thick that every line cast hauled in a fat, bright red-colored salmon. I don't remember if there were limits to how many you could catch back then. I think it was 35. I just remember filling the five-gallon buckets we brought with us and heading home with our bounty of salmon. On one particular trip to the Middle Fork, we were busy casting our lines when a large black bear wandered out from the woods on the Glacier Park side and walked up and down the shoreline, likely hoping to snag his own salmon. That was the first time I had seen a black bear in the wild, and suddenly, every weighty, teenaged issue I might have had drifted away downstream, and it seemed as though it was just me and my dad standing there in silence, watching this wonderment of nature walk up and down the river bank. I was convinced he was the smoky bear I'd read about years ago in my golden books, and he had wandered out of Glacier Park just to say hello to me. I'll never forget that day with Dad, and it was moments like that that made me uniquely Montanan. In adult life, my husband and I live on his family homestead a very unique piece of property that includes 160 acres, half of it timber, the other half agricultural ground. 
It includes a certified outdoor shooting range with half a mile of Flathead River frontage. We invite groups to use our property, such as the 4-H Foundation, the Flathead Valley Muzzle Loaders, and the Boy Scouts, to name a few. These groups teach hunting and fishing ethics to our young people. And for some of the kids, hunting and fishing ethics are the only ethics they'll ever learn. Taught to them by men and women who are committed to preserving not only our heritage, but our way of life. Although I could never be a hunter, I fully support the hunting heritage we have in Montana. Ethically harvested wild game maintains a healthy herd population and for many of our residents continues to be the only way they feed their families. And, you know, I have been one of those residents where the only way that I was fed was through the provision of wild game. My dear friend, Eric Potratz in Great Falls, would bring me wild game as food because I lived on my own at the end of my 16th year and my 17th year. I had my own apartment, but I didn't have any money. And so what I lived off of was wild game, ethically caught and given to me by a neighbor and a friend who cared deeply for me. And, you know, I took that into my career as a prosecutor, and I remember how desperately folks need that wild game, and they need to hunt it ethically, and we need to preserve that heritage and way of life, and how important it was when I was growing up, because it literally put food in my tummy. And so when I was a prosecutor, I was very hard on anybody who committed a hunting violation or a fishing violation. In fact, I understood homicide more than I understood unethical hunting. And I also was a member of the Citizens Advisory Council for the Fish, Wildlife, and Parks locally. I was the only female at the time on that council. And oftentimes they say it's the only time I get a room of 22 men to listen to me. But you know, I was on that council, not because I personally hunt, but because it was, it's critically important to me to preserve that heritage and way of life for my two boys who are avid hunters. And in fact, Mickey, uh, my eldest son, snagged his first buck on your property, on your farm. So that's why this issue is so important and it really is about our heritage. So even for the two of us who we don't personally hunt, our families do. And we absolutely support all of the hunting and fishing guidelines and the enforcement of the hunting and fishing guidelines in Montana because it is a part of our heritage. So when a flippant, dismissive, and finger-pointing violator of Montana's hunting laws comes along, particularly one who is seeking political office, it gets these two Montanans at Montana Values Podcast white hot with anger. And it should anger you too. When applying Montana values to Troy Downing's candidacy, Mr. Downing misses the mark entirely. In MVP's opinion, Mr. Downing is disqualified for running for or holding any elected office in Montana. Why? Because he's a criminal. And his crimes for which he has been convicted are crimes against Montana's heritage. Let's take a walk down memory lane and talk about why Troy Downing's crimes disqualify him as a candidate for public office. Let's listen to this clip from September 9th, 2017, when Mr. Downing was running for Senate against John Tester. A trial hearing was held today in Gallatin County Justice Court on fish and game charges against Republican U.S. Senate candidate Troy Downing. Downing facing nine misdemeanors, including seven charges of attempting to obtain resident hunting and fishing licenses while a non-resident. And for helping his son obtain a resident license. Now, Justice of the Peace Brian Adams set Downing's trial for May 23rd, 24th and 25th. 30 jurors have been requested for that trial. 
Downing, a businessman living in Big Sky, is one of four Republicans vying for the party's nomination to take on Democrat U.S. Senator John Tester. Mr. Downing was born and raised in California. He owns property in both California and Montana. He made his wealth in storage units and in the tech industry. He purchased a home in Big Sky. <laughs> Big Sky is a resort town in Montana that I didn't even know existed until about 2003, since it's a town primarily made up of Richie Riches, of which I'm clearly not a part. Mr. Downing has always claimed his primary residence is California. That is, until he decided to run for office in Montana. But even before he decided to run for office in Montana, the Montana Department of Revenue flagged Mr. Downing for obtaining Montana resident hunting license for himself and for his son. So the Department of Revenue did what it does all of the time and asked Fish, Wildlife, and Parks law enforcement to investigate to determine if, in fact, Downing qualified as a Montana resident for hunting purposes. So FWP did, as it always does, and launches an investigation. And FWP determined through exhaustive research that, in fact, Mr. Downing did not qualify for Montana resident hunting privileges. So FWP, with the assistance of the Gallatin County Attorney's Office, brought charges against Mr. Downing and charged him with nine non-resident hunting violations. And in response to these nine charges, what does Mr. Downing do? He blames Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. And then he blamed his accountants. And the nail in the coffin? He defamed our FWP law enforcement. He referred to Fish, Wildlife, Parks as, quote, the deep state. He cried harassment, and he stated that FWP was punishing him politically. And that, folks, is horseshit. Downing took the tax deduction for his primary residence in California and then blamed his accountants for not using his Montana home for the deduction. Well, that's absurd. Montana is not his first home, not by a long shot. The guy promotes himself as superior in intellect, but then says his accountant screwed up and he was unaware. And not only that, he says that after FWP found his primary residence was stated as California, that FWP was somehow obligated in the middle of its investigation to tell him so that he could modify his taxes to make the charges go away. This is like a thief expecting the cops to tell him the list of items they know he's stolen so the thief can return the items and make the charge go away. It's patently absurd. So Downing blames his accountants, then blames FWP, defames FWP, and then ultimately what does he do? He pleads guilty. This is a guy who can and did hire the best of the best attorneys to defend him. And if his defense carried any water at all, he would have been exonerated by a Montana jury. In my experience, Montana juries are the fairest in the land. And they don't like heavy-handed law enforcement. So if Downing was innocent, then by God, he had the best chances of anyone in obtaining an acquittal, especially by the team of lawyers he had on retainer. But what's he do instead? Pleads guilty to two of the charges. Admits. He is, in fact, guilty. And he gets a fine and loses hunting privileges for 18 months. So Fish, Wildlife, and Parks is vindicated. There was no vast conspiracy against Troy Downing. Troy Downing, who may think he's all that in a bag of chips, but to FWP and the rest of Montana, he's just another rich dude with a vacation home in Big Sky. 
And did he ever apologize to the Fish, Wildlife, and Parks officers that investigated him? Nope. Nada. Nothing. He took no accountability. And like every other criminal that is caught red-handed, he had to plead guilty because he was, in fact, guilty. And for his crimes and for his lack of accountability, he is, in fact, unqualified to hold any office in the state of Montana ever, in our opinion. Downing, much like Rosendale and Gianforti, is trying to buy a position in Montana. He's doing what every con does, commits a crime, denies the crime, takes no accountability, and then begins a mission of redemption so that the next victim forgets he's a con. Don't take the bait, Montana. A con is a con, and Troy Downing is the king of cons. He tries to raise himself up while mocking and defaming our law enforcement. He is mocking and defaming Montana kids who grew up hunting and fishing in Montana and who have devoted their professional lives to conservation and preserving Montana's heritage. You don't rise up by putting other people down. And why did putting down Montana law enforcement come so easy for Mr. Downing? Because Montanans don't mean squat to him. We're just a means to an end in him obtaining what he perceives as a powerful political position. Just like Rosendale and Gianforte, Downing doesn't even care what position he gets. He just wants one. He thinks he's qualified to be our senator, and when that failed, he decided he's qualified to be state auditor. He thinks, just like Rosendale, a state position, any position, is a springboard to Congress or Senate. And he can fly all the hand sanitizer across the state that he wants, and it still won't change the fact that Troy Downing is nothing but a ladder climber who will pander to and pay for any Montana votes he needs in order to obtain his political goals. Montana owes a debt of gratitude to our Fish, Wildlife, and Parks law enforcement. They are the chief preservation officers for our wildlife. They are conservationists. They are hunters and fishers themselves. And they do their jobs with few thanks, but great satisfaction for taking part in preserving our heritage. Folks, anyone can put Republican behind their name without any qualifications or adoption of the Republican platform. And anyone can call themselves a Montanan, but not everyone has Montana values. Montana values include accountability, honesty, loyalty to Montana, and a deep desire to preserve our Montana heritage. Troy Downing has none of these Montana values and certainly is not a Republican since he fails to value the rule of law and even worse, defames those that do uphold the rules of law to every Montanan's benefit. For these reasons, we strongly encourage our listeners to never vote for Troy Downing for any Montana political position. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Find us on our website, montanavaluespodcast.com. Find us on Podbean, at Montana Values, and on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Join us next time as we take on the race for Montana governor. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.